Everybody, state of the same, Ukraine's 176th most favorite video game podcast is back with part one of Bully. The amount of time it took us to try to butcher that statement is ungodly and I apologize already to offending our entire Ukrainian listenership. Just got an email, we are now the first... Video game podcast to be banned from the Ukraine app. Hey, hey, we're 176th in popularity in Ukraine. Now the first one to get banned. Look at that. <laughs> um, fun fact, we typed in originally trying to figure out how to say welcome to State of the Save. And then after we're hearing that one time, we're like, oh no. <laughs> welcome is the best thing we can try. Uh, even that took us a couple minutes to nail down. <laughs> it took us a lot more than a couple minutes. Um, I have already forgotten how to say it. But welcome everybody back to State of the Say, part one of Bully. It is uh, it's exciting to be back. Michael, I got a bone to pick with you. Why is that? Remember, we were talking about Persona. We're not going to be talking about Persona right now. I was about um, to say, you want to talk Persona? No, no, no. no. <laughs> But remember, there was a statement you made that you didn't think that the last boss was, you know, real yet, and it was going to be a real life last boss fight, and a card was going to drift down from the air conditioning vents that was going to like signal the start of the boss fight. Well, thanks to that, now my air conditioning ain't working, Michael. It's hot as hell in here. What the hell? <laughs> but right when my air conditioning broke and I knew we had a show to record today, I thought to myself, it's that damn guys in those air vents I was talking about last time. Oh, right now we're on the uh, mission start. They haven't gone and uh, cleared the palace yet. They're waiting for, I guess, the. Uh, we gotta wait till we clear the uh, end of the month before then. They're probably in there. They're probably level grinding right now, but don't worry. They're going to come for me soon. This this is a dumb bit and a hell of a way to start a show. Uh, but it's good to be back, everybody. We're looking forward to this one. This is part one of three of our talk about Bully. Um, if you're playing along, you should have played up through the end of chapter two. Well, uh, that'll kind of cover everything there. And obviously, we'll talk about some side stuff and all that. But really, the uh, big thing is the last episode will be the big side stuff you know, conversation. Um, but, you know, as always, before we get into our talk about the uh, the game at hand, Mike, what's some other video games you've been playing? Or have you been playing some other video games? I have been playing some other video games. Mainly, we did a big episode on my thoughts on uh, going back to Mass Effect after all this time. And now I am approaching the end of Mass Effect 2. So that's how that's going. So in one week, <laughs> you have somehow completed almost all Mass Effect 2. About a week and a half at this point, but okay. still uh, making sure to like do as much of the, like, the side content I can, make sure to get all the, the squad loyalty missions done. It is my favorite game of all time. said that multiple times on this show, and yeah, it still holds up. It's really good. I really um I enjoyed that. If you did not have a chance, listen to the uh, File Corrupted episode from last week which was a conversation about Mass Effect, um, particularly Mass Effect 1, and uh, kind of is it something worth revisiting here with this uh, this Legendary Edition you know, remaster? Because uh, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3 hold up in my mind when I think back on those games. One was the one that was always the slog, so it uh, it's good to, to hear that it seems like Mass Effect 1 is at a point right now in that collection that it's worth going back to. 
Um, you spoiled our conversation. Yeah, spoiled it, but also, <laughs> there was other stuff we talked yeah, true. about. We didn't sit there. It didn't take us 50 minutes to say that. Oh, Jeez. yes, Mass Effect. Uh, let's break down each of the gameplay elements ad nauseum and discuss if this is really worth seeing through to the end of the game. Isn't that kind of what we did? Oh, kind of, but yeah, yeah, in yeah, a less pretentious way. Man, this is really we're selling these shows. <laughs> you know, you think for a podcast that's been around for a one year. See that segue? That takes a whole year to, to fine-tune your skills to get down to that kind of level of segue. But yes, Stay the Safe has been around for one whole year as of this week. Actually, as of uh, tomorrow when you're listening to this. So, uh, very, very exciting. I was thinking maybe on the next File Corrupted, I have some, maybe some anniversary fun that we can talk about. No. Yeah, it's a good idea. We got yeah. fun stuff. Also, Mike has been doing some cool stuff on the uh, Instagram and the Twitter. That if you don't follow us at State of the Save on those, where he's been uh, kind of going back and promoting some of those old shows. And we picked up some new listeners with season two, so I thought we'd go back and like promote a lot of the games that we talked about before. If you haven't like gone back and listened to those episodes, yeah, it's definitely worth listening. Um, it's uh. It's hard to remember to promote that stuff from our end because, you know, we're on to the next one, on to the next one. But all those shows, I mean, none of, none of our content is super timely that you have to listen to it, you know, today. You know, it, you can go on back and there's still really good stuff there. It's uh, evergreen. My thoughts on Alan Wake are the same as they were a year ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, So uh, That Metal Gear Saga is still, is still worth going back and listening. You too can jo- go and listen to the four-part Metal Gear Solid Three saga. Alliance um, has changed. Friendships are tested. It's a <laughs> hell of a sh- it's a hell of a show. But with that amazing segue, Michael, I had to interrupt you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything else you've been playing? Yes, the there was a game when I, I mentioned during Bastion Scarlet Nexus that I was really looking forward to. I play. They have a demo out now for Xbox and PlayStation. I played that demo. I am really looking forward to that video game. Tell me about Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet Nexus is plays like a mix of like it's Bandai Nam- it's a Bandai Namco joint. And uh, it plays like a platinum game meet with a little bit of the telekinesis of control. Okay. Where, All these things are things I enjoy. Yeah, so like mid combo you can use telekinesis on an object like while you're pressing the square button to do a sword combo into this guy, you can charge up a telekinesis move and then throw a piece of the environment at them. Is it is it smooth like in control? Well, it's not a task to have to get a hold of something. Like in you know, control, it's very easy to grab something and pull it to you. It's a part of your meter bar or your power meter. So you're using your attacks to charge up your power meter and then when you hit enough, you can grab something and and throw them at him mid-combo. Or you can start the combo with the throw. Or there's, like, special objects in the environment that you can use with the... So you use the right trigger to grab something and throw it, but there's some objects in the environment that special items, like using an electronic hacking ability to turn on a uh, steamroller to go and ram into this enemy. Okay, so I so can like, like use that, and while I'm doing that, I can also charge up grabbing this like air vent to like throw at them. So it's not like a quick time event. Um, I'm looking for the. Th- it's almost like a um, 
like triggers. Like you yeah. can trigger certain events throughout the environment in yeah. the combat. There is quick time events when you use the special one because like you get the first hit, but in order to do a secondary hit, you need to like hit the quick time event, and it's all kinda very like fast paced. It's kind of like an old school God of War thing where it's like you know you would do a move that would launch you into a little quick time sequence. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, kind of. Okay, okay. But it all flows very naturally. Combat's very, like, fast. And there's two characters. I don't know how the story is going to go, but there's two separate demos and a level with each of them. So I don't know if they're two separate stories happening simultaneously because both of them have different party members. Okay. And the intro cutscene shows them fighting. So I don't know if it's like... They're training with each other because they're on the same side. Or if there's a bit where, like, the stories collide and they have to fight each other. Because they're on the same team. So I don't know how that's going to shake out. So, story-wise, I have no idea what's happening. Well, that's... I am very confused. Because it throws you in the middle of, like, a very... Like, imagine uh, starting 10 hours into a JRPG. Yeah. And as, like... We're well past explaining stuff, and now we're, like, delving into some weird things. And that's how this seems to be going at this point. But that's what you want to do in these kind yeah. of demos. Like, I don't want to know... Don't show me a bunch of story stuff, because, you know, if I care enough about the combat and I care enough about the gameplay itself, I'll experience that story as I go through. Gameplay- just, get me a, just get me just enough of a teaser that I'm interested and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, give me the trailer sequence, right? For yeah, pretty much. Well, show me cool stuff and let me be on board, and then I'll experience everything else. So, Game- yeah, I don't want to have a breakdown of the story yeah. in every demo. Gameplay's got me hooked, and some of the elements of the story that are there seem very weird in a way I can appreciate. Like, they communicate via brainwaves, a la Metal Gear Solid 2. Okay. So, like, they're like, we're communicating via brainwaves, but it's not like telecommunication. I can't read your thoughts. It's only thoughts that you choose to broadcast to me. So it's like a secure channel where we can communicate using our brains. Okay. And you can get text into your brain. It's a it's an it's, interesting looking game. It, I think I'll give it a shot that, when it, it comes it, out. Once you beat the first demo, you get the intro sequence. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. And if you beat the second demo, you get, a 2005, like a rock music video. Which does not make me want to try it out. It, it's I That made me more interested going, okay, this game is certainly... The gameplay style is like modern day platinum, but like the kind of story and like the dressing around it seems like a like mid two thousands PlayStation two game, like a game that would come out on the PS two after the PS three had already shipped, kind of PS two game. Yeah, like that that whole we were halfway through development on this thing and the PlayStation three's out, so let's just keep on. We rolling. burned our money being way too over ambitious kind of PS two game. So Yeah, a lot a lot of like JRPGs and stuff like that were like that was like a year after the PlayStation three was out. It's like, hey well PS two coming out. Here we go. <laughs> it's like y'all were y'all were just past the point of no return, weren't y'all? Um But yeah, I'm really excited to see how this game shakes out. I am very interested in the gameplay for it. Yeah, I, 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 you showed me a couple of trailers you had posted on Discord, and yeah, the demo's out. Yeah, I think I'll give it a shot just to see. Um, it looks interesting. My biggest problem right now is I, other than Bully, I've just been acquiring games and I've not had time to play any. So uh, I understand I'm, that. Yeah, feeling. I'm at that point now where it's just like you could stop putting stuff on your hard drive any day now, man. You're not, you're not getting to the stuff you've got on there. So, uh, you know, RE8, and then, 
Warhammer Hard Gun, which is coming out on June 1st, is going to be on that hard drive. So it's just everything's <laughs> just sitting there. And uh, one of these, uh, hopefully next week sometime, I'll be able to start cracking into some stuff. So but, you uh, did get RE8? Yeah, it's on the hard drive. It just ain't been started yet. <laughs> it, it'll be started eventually. Um, like I said, it, it was a hell of a week. Hell of a week, man. Um, other than that, man, I feel like... I feel like it, let's just go ahead and jump into bully. Okay. I have uh, I have a lot of things I want to say up front about my experience with bully. Now this is the you said the second or third time you played bully. This is story wise, I mm, maybe second and a half. Like I know I finished it once. I don't know if I finished this game a second time. Okay. Now I've never played bully before. And one thing I talked about in the last show was I have a um, unique relationship with Rockstar. Um, for It's one of the few companies that's like the critically acclaimed kind of major video game publishers and developers that uh, developer, not publisher, um, that just has never really registered with me. It's never connected. I've played like four or five of their games. But the only one that's like, the Red Dead series has been something I've enjoyed, and uh, the only Grand Theft Auto I've ever really enjoyed was San Andreas. Um, And so I was really excited about, okay, here's a PlayStation 2 era Rockstar release, it's something very different from them, Uh, had a lot of hype going into it. When I was telling people we were playing this for the show, a lot of people were very, very excited about it, and I can't quite shake that the general kind of tone and aesthetic of Rockstar games is I think just something that's just off-putting to me and that's something I'm going to kind of talk about as we kind of go through the game because those things I really really like and things I really really enjoy and every time I start to fall into enjoying things there's this kind of attitude and style to Rockstar writing that just it puts you snaps off. Snaps me right back out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame because those moments where I start to buy in. And I'm hoping as we play through this game, you know, we have like three more chapters of this. I'm hoping that I can start to buy back into it because every time I've come really, really close to buying in, it just snaps me right back out with Rockstar, you know, being their aesthetic and how they kind of approach their writing and their game's design. Um, and we're going to kind of break through that, and I want to kind of put that up front mm-hmm. because I want to kind of explain like those parts of this game where I really start to buy in, and then there's these, these hard stops where I'm just like, damn, guys, like this is the design. Cho- it's either design choices or writing choices that just keep kind of snapping me back out. This is the. Um, I understand that viewpoint completely. For me, it's. Uh, have you ever heard the theory? that South Park and uh, Saturday Night Live, the peak of those were when you were in high school. Yes. No matter what it is, no matter how good the quality is, when you're in, you have a connection to it when you're in high school because that's your humor. That's your, you're in the target, you're in the exact point in your life you need to be to like appreciate some of the, the cynicism and the like, crude humor in a lot of these games that's why when i was in high school the dominant games were like 
people liked GTA, people liked Bully, people liked games like this when we were like in middle school and high school, because this, it just, it was feeding to our personal taste at the time. And because of that, I can look back and go, I can see why I found this funny when I was 13. I'm not 13 anymore. There's some stuff in this game that's still hilarious to this day. And then some points looking at it from 15 years later that I'm like, mm, that's, mm. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of that because some of this Hum- stuff has not aged well. Yeah, but hu- like, Of course it's not going to. It's a humor-based game from 15 years ago. Not all of it is going to land today. Yeah. And that's not the fault of the game itself. We just... It's, we grow. We learn. Society changes a lot in 15 years. Things that are acceptable 15 years ago are not necessarily that. You can't. You. It's good to look at things with a critical eye, but at the same time, it's not good to be like they should have known better. Because, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't go back and you know claim you have a time machine and hold things to a standard that wasn't really the standard at the time. We talked a lot about that with um, Grim Fandango from a gameplay point of view. How we are saying, like, this is the way eventual games were done at the time. Like, it's hard to say, well, this puzzle was so obtuse. You know, that's a bad design. No, that was the way eventual games were at the time. And it was something where we were like, hey, well, you can't hold it to the same, like, eventual game level of um, kind of uh, standard that you have today if it was released today. And that's a big thing we always have to remember about doing any of these games that we talk about because we do retro games a lot. Um, that you have to kind of put your mind back in the the state of the uh, the time. And this is the opposite of something like a Grim Fandango, where a lot of the story stuff in Grim Fandango was still reso- still resonated twenty plus years later, but the gameplay was where I think it led to itself to more scrutiny, looking at it from a critical eye from today's perspective. Whereas this, for the most part, still plays pretty well today. That's something I think we're going to have to kind of agree to disagree on. Okay. Because some of the gameplay stuff is what I'm talking about when it brings me out. You know, it's easy to say, like, hey, you meet a character that's just like a walking parody. And not even a good one. Um, that, that brought you out of the game. That's one thing. But I'm talking a lot about, a lot of times I'll hit gameplay parts or gameplay sections where it's just unnecessarily... Like, I, I just kept questioning, like, what is the purpose of this? Like, w- you know, you, you're in my way of having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, which At the is same something... time, there is some gameplay ideas here that seem like a basis for uh, even... There's a bit of... When you look at like Red Dead Redemption 2, there's a little bit of Bully's DNA in that game. Very I, can much s- so. I can see some of that. You're, you're on something there. There sure. is... This feels like a foundation for gameplay-wise for Rockstar games to come. And it's interesting that it happened in a setting that's completely different from Rockstar games in the future. In a setting they've never went back and revisited. I would I would be fascinated to see what a modern-day bully looks like. Like a bully too. Because a lot of the the content and the way characters are portrayed here is not stuff I feel like um would go well with the general public today. Um, and I can't tell if that's, I don't know. I just, I can't, I did, I thought a lot about like, what does a, a school environment in 2021 look like compared to what was it? What was the year this was released? 2006. 2006. Okay. So we'll, 
15 years ago, right? 2006 is a completely different time than 2021. Late 2006. So this was right around the time of the PlayStation 3. This was like tail end of PS2. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I think you were 100% right about, you know, the South Park's uh, Saturday Night Live thing. Well, mm-hmm. the, usually when you're in that mid, that early teens to late teens, that's like your era, right? Um, and to kind of say, kind of support that, I talked about San Andreas being one of the few Rockstar games that's ever, like, I enjoyed. I was 14 yeah, when San Andreas was out. So, um, you know, it was in that wheelhouse for me that I would, you know, it was in the, the, rock, the, the, the humor and stuff was, you know, it's close to what my humor at the time was. And because I'm a little bit younger than you, this was my introduction into Rockstar games. My, my parents were pretty good about being like, eh, you can't really, Grand Theft Auto, eh, not really. Not from like a we buy into the controversy stuff. They were the type to look at the back of the box and go, uh, no. They made educated guesses. Yeah, they made like, uh, Grand Theft Auto, look at the back. Let's see. Sexual content, nudity, blood and gore, violence. Uh, probably not for you, 12-year-old Michael. Then you look at Bully and see a teen rating and go, okay, yeah, you can play this. Yo. So Bully was my introduction into the rock star world when I was younger. And because of that, I have a lot of fondness for this game. I look back on going like, there is a little bit of rose. T- I'm gonna say up front, there is a little bit of the rose tinted goggles here because I'm looking back at like a fond time of like playing video games that like that age and everything. So it takes me back to a time and place. That being said, I'm still gonna be critical of some of the choices they made here. Yeah. However, I I can't help but feel like a warm feeling when playing Bully at some points. It, at- it takes me out of it in some points, but other than that, I'm like. You don't have to, I'm into and this. you yeah. don't have to justify your enjoyment of something. Yeah, and the reason why I wanted to kind of talk about this up front is because, a, in this show we try to be pretty positive. We like video games. We're here to talk about some video games and talk about video games and things that we like. But I wanted to kind of explain as we go through this game why some of the things were resonating with me and not resonating with me, and kind of you know give some context for it. You know. Yeah. Um, so let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. Uh, right off the get-go, for a late PlayStation 2 game, looks pretty good. Well, this they did have a lot of touch-up. We're playing the 360 version. Yeah, but I'm say, talk, so. I've actually I, w- I went back and watched some gameplay footage of the, the PlayStation 2 version also, just to kind of to, to help my opinion on this. It looks pretty good. Rockstar, even back then, proving that they could make the prettiest-looking game on the system. Oh, like, even yeah. Red Dead 2 looks better than some of the stuff coming out on new hardware. Oh, yeah. Red Dead 2 looks gorgeous. and this, But, like, this game for a PlayStation 2 game... Looks great. Looks great. And um, one thing Rockstar... I will never criticize about Rockstar is they do a wonderful job of creating environments and places that are easy to navigate by memory. Yes. Like, and that's something I love about their wards. Even in games I don't enjoy... The wards are, are designed in a way that is easy to navigate. I never look at my map in Bully. I use the I go I look at where the objective is and I can generally remember how to get there by just remembering, okay, I go down this street to get to the carnival, I need to go through the tunnel. You, you know, it's easy to remember. It's you know how they do it? It's the use of landmarks. Exactly. Right in the center of the map they have the school building. And there's a mission early on with Gary where he takes you around to the places of all the different cliques. He walks you to the library. He walks you to the gym. He walks you to uh, where the prep house and everything. He gives you... And because of that, it's all in your mind. And the way it connects all makes sense. 
And in true Rockstar fashion, they don't give you the open world right out of the gate. They feed it to you. First you get that, then you get a section of the town. And then chapter three, you get another section of the town. And then chapters four and five, you unlock the rest of the town. Yeah, it's a very slow roll-up. But by the point that you are... You have the entire ward at your fingertips. You know how to navigate. You can navigate yeah. everywhere because you know how it connects. Um, and that's something that at the time, I I still think is was impressive. Like thinking back on, like open ward games or games with large open spaces in the PlayStation Two era. Generally, it wasn't that easy to nap. They they were already ahead of the curve in there, that aspect. And they're very re- good at. It. There's a reason when you think open world games, one of the first developers that comes to your mind is Rockstar because they were the first to perfect it. Yes. Yeah. And I would not take anything away from that here. Like it's it's just a master class at directing you around the environment to know like instantly. I know, okay, like if I'm on the school grounds, I know where my dorm is in relationship to the school itself. Just give me or, a direction of where the mission is and I will be able to find yeah. it. Yeah, or you can even have characters be like, I'll meet you at, you know, the dorm or whatever. And you can get there by just knowing, okay, I know where that is. And uh, in a big open world game, that's that's really impressive. Um, the game starts off. We are introduced to our, our hero, Jimmy. Hero is a word. <laughs> you know, he, he's he's probably the most reasonable character in this game, which is a rock star thing. Yeah, you usually are playing as the guy who is the straight man, or with the insane like CJ. He's in, a chaotic neutral. Yes, yeah, he, yeah, he's chaotic neutral. He has no sides, but he's willing to like. He says at the beginning, like, I don't give anything to people that they don't already have coming to them which i think is a very important factor in enjoying this game that jimmy does not you know jimmy is not an asshole to anybody because everyone's an asshole (laughs) you know if everyone's an asshole the first bit of the game when you get out of the car and you're walking to the office the bullies will immediately come up to you and start picking fights and shoving and shoving you they're picking on the the other kids they right away we should probably talk about the open world and how the characters there's a fact, uh, kind of a light faction system to this game. You, uh, they, yeah, light faction. They, uh, different cliques have different like um, rivalries with people. So the bullies will pick on the nerds, the preps, and the greasers. Yeah, don't. Uh, what get, year is this game supposed to be set in? I don't know, but like, no, I'm, I'm at, that was the, not sarcasm. Yeah, <laughs> it's not set in 2006. Yeah, I, I what's well, like late I, 90s? I would say like late 90s is a, is a stretched for me I, don't, I was thinking like do maybe, anybody have cell phones i haven't seen a cell phone there was no cell phone or nothing um just some of the clothing choices in town like i was thinking late 80s maybe but uh and i was looking at the cars some of the cars were making me think late 80s but um which is a rock star thing they set things at a time and they're not like you know it, they don't have to, they're not held to like a stupor strict this is 1989, and we're only going to talk about things that existed in 1989. They just kind of set it around a tone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It does it's... seem... Because the tone of this game is very much like 1980s, like, comedies, high school, college comedies, Revenge of the Nerds, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, stuff like that. It yeah, seems to be, yeah. like, the tone of this game, with a, a lot of the rock star cynicism drawn in. 
Oh, so much cynicism. So, so much cynicism. So much cynicism, man. Oh, Jesus. man, well, Chapter 2 has a lot of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Anyway. But I do like the faction system. It's very straightforward. It's nothing fancy. It's not New Vegas. It's not like New Vegas because you can't, like, inf- you can't influence the faction system outside the missions. Yeah, you only... And so by definition, your kind of your faction system is being influenced by the missions that you are doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not really, like, something that you're like, I'm going to be a greaser and hang out with them like it's not that that in depth but um you are instantly kind of dropped off at the school i i love games that take place in single locations and progress throughout a time period so that's one thing i do really enjoy like you'll start you're dropped off in autumn so it's uh you that's kind of the initial time period this is going to be like i'm assuming it's like september maybe late september is when you dropped off early october yeah because school has already been in session for at least a little bit yeah because everybody's already been acquainted with like their classes and everything and you're being dropped in basically yeah which is a classic high school movie thing you know and right away the adults in this game just prove themselves to be the absolute worst i i put down here the first jimmy's family is just the family from that movie was it Madeline? What was it? Matilda? Matilda. Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> his, his family is just the family from Matilda that was like, the dad was Danny DeVito. It's like, I literally, I was like, it's just a family from Matilda. <laughs> I was like, that's who it is. And it even ends in a similar way where they're like, we got to get out of here because he was caught like doing fraud or something. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Um, yeah, it, you know, that's going to be a running theme throughout this whole game. Anybody over the age of 14 is an asshole. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, or like, I really enjoyed that, like that cynicism and stuff is not something that bothers me. I expect that in this game. Um, but yeah, he's dropped off. He's new guy in town. He's got no friends. He's got no connections. Uh, he, the first lady you meet is a very very fucking horny <laughs> she she is like she wants the headmaster so damn bad man like and to the point that this is something that i i enjoy parody and I enjoy satire but boy like there was no subtlety in any of this game and i was just sitting you there, thought metal like, gear was on the nose boy let me tell you about bully <laughs> kojima writes subtlety with like a sledgehammer like he wants you to know <laughs> but he's gonna hit you once pour a beat rockstar writes subtlety with a jackhammer where it's just you get it you get it you get it you get it and sometimes it works and sometimes it's just like okay cool man and it entirely depends on how many beats they're trying to do like if it if the character's entire thing is that she's just real real horny for the headmaster then it's like okay i get it it gets tiresome but every once in a while characters got enough things going on that the bam (laughs) is 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 tolerable but like yeah that's her her entire existence is just to be horny for the headmaster (laughs) um and you get the whole like yo we you've been kicked out of every school and uh you know, we're watching you real close. And then... The headmaster's like, this is a top-ranked school. But then you walk out of there and people just try to fight you immediately. To well, which I love that they don't shy away from that. Like, Jimmy says to him in a cutscene, this place is full of... is like, what do you mean this is a pristine school? This place is full of bullies and maniacs. <laughs> well, it's also... And he defends it in that classic asshole way. 
of like that's just school pride <laughs> and kids being kids and like you know that guy because like hypocritical being like i'm just trying to like get by and yeah and I, jimmy's like i'm just like this is just a glorified prison yard out here and i'm just trying to make it through the day so what if i the fact that the boys derm it, the boys dorm is a lawless hellhole you walk yes. in there and there's fights breaking out every single time people are pulling fire alarms like every time you that, walk in there like all that's the... where the faction system really shines because literally is just all the clicks together in one space so fights are breaking out constantly people are like pulling fire extinguishers off the walls there's spray people are spray painting graffiti there's like the headmaster's head on a dartboard it's Oh yeah, there's it's just wonderful. like every photo is just marked out with like red mark or like it, be like asshole or loser. And it's a like, great environment. Yeah, it's just it's a prison yard. <laughs> the school is a prison yard. Um and that I do enjoy. I bet I was had a thought of this game going, if this was made in twenty twenty one, you know you know I would, what I would like to see here? I would like to see the nemesis system. Oh yeah, because you I got kind of, uh, because ally I kind of got that because in chapter one, one of the bullies. I don't know the names of the character tie characters yet. You get a yearbook later on where you can take pictures and learn the characters' names because you'll have like a yearbook of all the, the characters' names. So they all have like individual names, like even like the kid characters. But just that blonde bully, just that blonde comb-over guy. Just I made it my. He attacked me like as I was walking to the first mission. So I made, every time I saw that kid, we just got into it every single time. That's one thing I do enjoy is they do a pretty good job of almost all the kids on the schoolyard are characters, you know? So it's not like there's a bunch of NPCs with like seven people. That was one thing they had to modify with the... I was reading about the, the game's development and everything, and that's one thing they had to account for with the engine of making sure everybody's AI was kind of individualized. Which is really hard to do because you have a whole if you have a whole bunch of AI scripts run, complicated AI scripts running at the same time, you're going to drag the game down with performance. So they had to kind of beef up the engine in a way that they could account for all those AIs. There's some occasional like weird breaks. There is like you'll be in in like this is an open war game from from the PlayStation Two era. I mean, come on. Yeah. But like there's some weird breaks where you occasionally see like a character like warp across the ground real quick or um characters will interact in the middle of cutscenes and stuff it's, you know you see some stuff but all in like all like a it's prefect pretty... tackling a kid in the background while you're having a conversation with somebody exactly. <laughs> which some of that is kind of fun yeah, that is fun That's because like... it's adding on to the ward like just because we're standing <laughs> here having a conversation doesn't mean that things aren't happening yeah exactly but uh sometimes you'll like be in front of the camera so like you have like a, a two characters like shoving each other or whatever in front of the camera so you can't see what jimmy's doing i had that happen a couple of times but um this whole first chapter is really based around a getting you accustomed to the faction system showing you the four school grounds giving you all the different kinds of um like side collectible missions and side content missions you're going to have on the school grounds getting your gear getting your gear getting your slingshot Getting your, your skateboard, um, your skateboard, which is going to be my go-to for this entire game because it's just convenient to have it. Mm -hmm. um, getting you accustomed to the time mechanic in this game, which is something I do really enjoy. Classes at eleven and three. I like that. Like I particularly like it in middle of like, um, I had a mission in which uh, I was doing one of the side missions where you have to escort one of the guards to her dorm. 
and you just like hold her hand and walk with her. And the mission triggered with about 15 minutes before curfew. And so we were only about like two thirds of the way there when the curfew kicked in. So then I had to spend the rest of the little mission like pausing, letting perfects walk by, and then sneak. But it feels like uh, it, it added it, it to it the adds to It yeah. adds to the, the world itself. It didn't make me mad that I was like, well, crap, now i got to deal with All this. All of a sudden, it's an escort mission. No, but... it was like, well, okay, it's after dark now. It's 11 <laughs> o'clock. I, I shouldn't be out here. They're going to catch me. And I like the, the, you know, none of the perfects are fast enough that if you really don't want to interact with them, you can just outrun them. Um, I don't in some instances because, like, there's no fast travel in this game, but if you want to get to a class, and instead of like having to run all the way back there, I just punch one of the prefects, and it takes you right to the class. Or so, you can... Now, there is a little bit of fast travel with the bus. Oh, that, that's true, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. That is the fastest way to get to class when you're like you know in the town or whatever not the town but in, it on kind the of place in the world too I was like I don't want to have to walk to class yeah. this slingshot it dude um, <laughs> I particularly enjoy so we meet kind of what is going to be our cast or the beginnings of our cast mm-hmm. uh, you meet Gary 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 he, is a is a fucking psychopath <laughs> he's a great villain he's like, a great he villain he gets under your skin in a way because he is just the most edgy teenager thinks he owns the place kid he's, there was a moment he's great that <laughs> i sent you a discord message i think <laughs> um and in my notes here uh we're gonna jump ahead a little bit here and we'll we'll come back but gary and there's by the kind of this each one of these chapters seems to have like a set piece like mission at the end to be your kind of big yeah, hurrah before you end the chapter mm-hmm. um for this is halloween is the set piece and i really liked halloween but gary dresses as a motherfucking nazi <laughs> and at first i went whoo that's a choice <laughs> like this kid's a fucking nazi and then i was like of course he fucking is because he's the kind of asshole who would show up being like, who, who's so fucking edgy? <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, of course Gary's a fucking Nazi. It's just satire, bro. Yeah, it's, he's that guy who tries to hide behind that shit. And he's like, no, you're just an asshole. But yeah, I, he, that was, it was one of the things that at first I went like, ouch, that's a, that's a damn choice to make Rockstar. And then I was like, yeah, but he's also the kind of asshole who would be like, oh, I'm just trying to start a conversation. He does that. Every conversation he has with Pete is just the most antagonistic, like, toxic friendship thing you would ever see. I have mixed feelings on Pete as a character. That's our second. That's actually a good. Yeah, man. What the fuck? I stole your segue. What (laughs) What the hell, man? Listen, pull the listeners to Just ignore. Don't let him do this. See, I'm you're just, ruining it now because we don't, we, don't, you, we don't have that bridge anymore. Because you're you're just... You're, I built the bridge and you're like, this is a nice bridge. Because it's some dynamite on it. You built the bridge and I went over there and I kicked the bridge over. And we're like, fuck your bridge. <laughs> I'm going to proceed to swim across instead. <laughs> um, Michael, if you haven't realized that my favorite thing to do with segues is call out the segue, then I don't know what you've been doing for the past year. That's just good podcasting. That's high quality podcasting. Everybody loves when you point out uh, the stuff that makes a podcast flow. Yeah, it's naturally. Great. Um, but Pete 
is a character that in some ways I think he he walks because um, I spent a lot of time when I was a young man it uh, at like a camp thing. I was a part of like this Boy Scout thing, and spent a lot of time like that's why the dorm stuff was interesting to me because I re- remembered spending time in these like cabin things and it was like this reckless it was like a lawless little section <laughs> because none of the freaking like adults will ever like care enough to come check on us like i was at one particular thing and like i said this thing was like a boy scout thing and um we had a leader that we had to elect for each like cabin and my oh, so cab- these weren't cho- chosen by like the scout masters or anything this yeah, was chosen they, by these were appointed by the they were and we, being the one cabin that was having issues, um, we hated our fucking guy. Hated this fucking guy. And so, like, day two of the camp, we're in the little cabin, and, like, a meeting is happening while he's in the showers. And we're like, fuck this guy. His, he was, his, jo- his job was patrol guide. That Please tell me you saved the coup. Yes. So he had little bars that he had to wear on his, uh, we had uniforms. Um... Very militaristic if I look back on it. Like, we were, yeah. But, um, but, uh, he had bars that labeled him as patrol guide. And we straight up, while he was in the shower, went, removed the bars from his uniform, put it on a new kid, and he comes out. He's like, hey, where's my patrol guide bars? And we're like, fuck you. Brandon's the patrol guide now. <laughs> and, like, it broke this kid's heart. He was, he was the guy. And so we had to go do the formation thing, and we're walking outside. He's no longer at the front of the line. He just he's casually, no longer, he just goes along with it. He didn't have a choice. <laughs> there was seven of us and one of him. Oh my gosh! And we get to the formation. I forget how militaristic this thing was. Looking back on it, <laughs> but and he's like no longer standing at the front, and like the guy, the adults are like, you know, Wells, why are you not here? And we're like, we we ousted him. <laughs> we removed him. And, like, it was this whole thing where they're like, you can't just kick him out. Wow, none of us like him. Why should we follow this guy? But, like, so this whole game brings back a lot of memories for me. And Gary, in this kind of atmosphere that he operates in, I have met these assholes before (laughs) as a child. So, like, and Pete, in particular, is that kid that we kicked out as patrol guide. So I I feel bad. But in some ways, also, one thing that I don't, that hasn't aged well where is some of the terminology and the words they call Pete, where it's like this is some he calls him a we introduce him by calling him femboy. Yeah, I wrote that one down. They call him femboy, which and... makes sense for Gary to call him that too. Yeah, but it's not done in a way where like no one, no one calls him out on it, which I think is the why it's a I little bit. Want to see? There's a bit where Jimmy like just says like that's enough at one point because he does at the very end of the chapter whenever you take over the bullies. He says, you're going to leave me and Pete alone. Like, he includes Pete in that. Yeah, and Jimmy doesn't like, like, because Pete's not a bad person. Like, that goes back to, Jimmy doesn't really, like, he doesn't mess with anybody who's not an asshole. Yeah, he, he's a bully to bullies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just, some of that stuff was a little bit like, in 2021, if I was writing this game, I probably wouldn't put those lines in there. Um, or I would have characters react differently. Um, Pete, Gary... Jimmy, that's your main kind of characters in this whole thing. Everyone else is secondary. Um, one thing that they become I... primary characters in like the chapter they're in, but after that, they become like not necessarily part of your crew, but they don't mess with you anymore. Yeah, because you 
this game seems to be, from what we've seen so far, is about conquering the different cliques. Like, I did not play any story missions in Chapter 3, but I walked around a bit, and the preps, after conquering him in Chapter 2, would go, Hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Oh, you doing I did, all right? <laughs> I did something in Chapter 3, and we'll talk about that when we get to Chapter 3. Okay. Um, yeah, so this chapter is about conquering the bullies. And introducing you to... All the uh, clicks. All the, all the clicks, and setting up Gary as the main antagonist. Also, getting you used to going to the classes. I enjoy the class system. The classes are fun. Um, they, I found they give out... you the upgrades are worth getting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Also, there's some bonus classes where it's just like you did biology. Here's a hat. The only like, okay. The only class I didn't like was the um, the biology because it was just kind of like that time stuff. limit is so tight you gotta do everything like i did everything like exactly right on the second one and i only had like 10 seconds to spare yeah it's very it's very tight i'm worried I, how like when i get to five how um how quick that's gonna end up being um english is the hardest one for me for some reason like panic when i see jumbled up words like that yeah that would just like uh, but it was also my worst subject in school <laughs> so i was having a little bit of like of uh yeah surprise surprise listener was eric's worst subject was english <laughs> um the, but you can hit the xbox button on the xbox one to cheat a little bit because they when they made the game they were counting for the 360 not the xbox one so you can hit that button and the time limit just pauses yeah. so you can think for a bit i um that being said i still failed english three <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the math because i i like math and so it was fun to do like quick, yeah Rapid succession math problems. That was fun. Music and class. I am fucking great at geography. I can kill geography. I was knocking that shit out left and right. I was like, this. Was geography like, was fun. Because yeah. they added a lot of the classes biology, geography, math, and music are all new to the scholarship edition. They I, weren't in the base game. Math and geography, I mean, um, are my favorite. So good ads by Rockstar. I mean, I really enjoy those. The music one, because I think that unlocks with. I don't remember if that unlocks with chapter two or three, because I just did some open world stuff in three, not any of the story stuff to reiterate. But the music class one is fun, just because I did band. And that takes me back to a time where Jimmy's like playing in time and everything, and the band just sounds horrible. They're all on a key because it's like middle school band. This is like I got taken elective. I'm not serious about band, but I guess I can play a trumpet. I uh, played in <laughs> I played in high school punk bands, so that's just every band practice was us slightly off. So you've never like had to listen to like 45 minutes of someone trying to nail how to play like I don't know, freaking. Die, 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 my darling, by the misfits, but being like a beat off all the way. So it's like, dun, 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 no, dun, 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 because everything's slightly off. <laughs> Everyone's in slightly different time. Um, well, only conformists would play the song in time. Real punks play well, it out of order. <laughs> uh, Co host of the show, Nick, was my, uh, my ride or die partner in all those bands. And Nick was a lot better than I was, so he was in time. And then I was always like a beat behind him, <laughs> so so I apologize to Nick if he listens to this show. He um uh, he was he, you were in time, brother. Me, I was like half a half, half a beat behind. <laughs> um, one thing that kind of is uh interesting about chapter one to me, there's not a ton to talk about in chapter one. Um, and you know we'll do like a final run through before we jump on to chapter two there is a couple things i want to mention in chapter one that i found amusing one of the kids like um whenever those of the nerds fight one of the bullies and one of the nerds just run up and yell, runs up and yells avengers assemble which he, is great that got a good chuckle out of me 
the 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 nerd stuff. The nerds are my favorite. The nerds are the funniest. I, 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 anything involving the nerds, I'm very much into. My favorite line in this game was when Melvin is like doing with like his character sheet. There's a good bit about like I'll let you share the winches. Yeah, like, he's like share the winches. Really I was like, yeah, hey, no winches. I'm like, this is my favorite guy right here. <laughs> I was sitting there. I was like, there ain't no winches, bro. <laughs> but he also says role playing is the height of human achievement. Then it cuts to Jimmy making a blank face. Yeah. Which I'm like, That's- Beautiful. That's that got a good. A good that's a solid line. I, I give. <laughs> whoever wrote that one needs a cookie because that was a pretty fun. Melvin, line. my man. Well, let's let's get it together. We'll we'll change character sheets to do a D and D campaign. How's that sound? We're not we're not doing a <laughs> I like Mel- save Melvin's D&D cool campaign. <laughs> we're not doing a state of save D and D campaign because what I've I have I have met the people who want to play D and D as if they are on that critical role show and that is not a fun experience to be on um but a couple other things i do want to bring up here in chapter one that i enjoyed um halloween is kind of like the pinnacle of the chapter for good reason because one not only do you get to see the whole like you know all the school everybody's in costumes and stuff but it does a great job of getting that that sense of like mischief across because there is no like, I don't think there's any perfects out on Halloween. If there are, there didn't seem to be as many. And so you just feel like you have a lot more free roam. It feels like being a kid without your parents watching. Um, and I I was a little bummed out because the the loading screens keep talking about the ha- the big prank. And how if you go to sleep, you miss out on getting to do the big prank. <laughs> and I was really excited about the big prank. And then it turns like, out... Oh, we're going to take a wrecking ball to the school or something like that. Oh, I like thought that. it was going to be something huge. And then it was just the whole, like, put the flaming dog tart on the thing. But at the same time, <sighs> the, these guys being in high school, it makes sense. Like, oh, we're going to do something bold. Well, Gary's probably done this a million times before, too. I, but yeah. also... I, because I, I like the kind of the small scale of this game. Like my favorite bit is where one of my favorite bits of this chapter is where uh, Algernon's like, "Hey, I need an escort," and uh, Jimmy highballs him the five dollars. Five dollars is the highball in this game. Where I was like, in GTA, you'll be doing stuff for hundreds, thousands of dollars, and Jimmy's like, "Hey, you got a five? Yeah, he's like, because he, he offers like what two. And Jimmy's like, five. And he's like, I don't got five dollars. <laughs> he's like, five, well, you get nothing. Yeah, I do enjoy that. The kid um, the kid's scale on things is is fun. Where it's like, you know, uh, trying to get, like, yeah, the five dollars is like a big deal. Like, you got five freaking dollars, man. Like, that's that's half the money your parents like, sent with you this escort month. escort missions are not like, they're going to kill me. We need to take a ride in your car. It's like, can you walk me to the library or I'm going to get a wedgie again? Yeah. It's just um, the, the scale of it, the scaled down version of like a GTA, I find very fascinating. One thing we talked about was controversy before this game came out. There was nothing, there was no content in this game that like justifies the insanity. They gave it to a judge. Presumably the judge took it home to his PS2 or whatever, played it and was like, this is it? Like, this is an 80s movie. What are we doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> none, like the projectiles are eggs or freaking marbles and shit. Um, it just, yeah, it just blew my mind that like people thought it caused real cool. trouble with that stink bomb. There is one thing I don't like the making out is uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, that's like that, that one. 
Like, uh, that one is, it's just slightly too long <laughs> to be a grown man. I'm in my, I'm late 20s man sitting there as like, these two 15-year-olds have been going did at you have for to almost explain a minute that, and a half. Did you have to explain that bit to your wife and go, let me explain? Uh, <laughs> no, but I also play play uh, with a big set of headphones on. Gotcha. So the sound effect would mean... Because the oh, sound it, effect it is very headphones. much... Oh, no, that's... Um... Yeah, oh, yeah, that sound effect very much applies a lot more than just making out. Like We're, <laughs> we're at least second to third base. We're like halfway between third base and that sound effect, but the... Yeah, it's just slightly too long. I mean, <laughs> that's, was... how you, that's how you get a health boost. That's how you get above 100% health. That's that's somewhere at Rockstar. They were like, hey, man, like in GTA, you got to bang a hook or to get a health boost. So how do we do that in Bully? And like, we'll just make them make out for like five minutes. <laughs> it really is that does, a little That bit does too play long. down to like the small scale. Like we're going to take everything absurd about GTA and then make it fit in this high school setting. Also, it plays down into we don't need to have high school banging. True. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Of course not. No. No. Yeah, you, no. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like that's also like even Rockstar was like we're not crossing that line. Thank you, Rockstar, for that. Um, this is a T-rated game, and it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other mission I want to talk about before we get out of this chapter is the uh, defense of the candidate mission. In which you are hanging out up in a balcony, sniping bullies so this kid can make his speech. And I really, really enjoy that <laughs> because, like, you're up there, like, defending him like he's the president of the United States with a paintball gun. <laughs> and um, it's a little bit too long, but it's a fun sequence. And my favorite thing is, even though you can defend him perfectly, the crowd only goes semi-wild. Like, most of the kids in the crowd are still like, screw this guy. Like, it's like the only people who are excited are the people who would have been excited anyway. Because <laughs> it's all the other nerds. But, like, I love the fact that when it cuts to the crowd after the successful mission, it's only, like, the nerds are celebrating. And then everyone else looks bored or, like, don't give a damn. So, it's like, even though you did this whole defense of this kid so he could make his speech, most people didn't give a damn anyway. <laughs> and I don't think he even won, did he? I don't. Was there a resolution to that? I wonder. I hope there was a resolution because I don't think he even won. I don't remember. <laughs> I do. I do remember his logo vividly because it's like an e, a black e on a hard white background. Yeah. And you're like, you could have looked at the uh, earnest man. You could have looked at this one more time and been like, hmm. I know that's what the writers were going for. Yeah, with that. it's just a really because like. <laughs> Um, but it's the kind of logo that'd be that'd be a funny thing if he mentioned, oh yeah, Gary offered to do my logo for me or something. Yeah. Then like, oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, I kind of like, wish they could do a lineup. Like Gary, because Gary would do that kind of shit. <laughs> like, sure, I'll do it for free. Yeah, it's like you fucking psychopath. The only real psychopath at this school is Gary. Like Gary is the scary psychopath. Everyone else sucks, but you're like. This is the guy you'll see on your local news you in could the future. You could see everyone else growing out of this. Gary's like this forever. Like, you well, can the, just tell. Like, I've met some kids. I can think back about some kids that you're just like, you're going to be like a scumbag forever. Like, I can see it at 12. I mean, at the end of Chapter 2, he does reference that the head of the uh, preps becomes a congressman. Which seems about right. <laughs> um, chapter 1 ends... In Gary betraying you and putting you in a straight up fight club situation against Rufus? Uh, I think it's Rufus. 
Russell. Russell, who is the the Incredible Hulk of the bullies. He, he doesn't have complete sentences. It's like, yeah. me, Russell, you die, or something. Um, did you fight Russell in the uh, boy, boys' um, dorm during Halloween? No. He kept like screwing with me as we were trying to leave at the beginning of Halloween and punching me. I like how I the would... boss characters are like prominent in the world too like you oh yeah fight them well but. he sh- and that russell shows back up in chapter two now on your side and you and russell team up and they don't knock him all right <laughs> like there's this thing in like uh in video games and comics and stuff where like the big bad guys all bad until they're beaten and then the next time you see them they're just like like you know half the power they used to be sweet i can play as m bison Oh no! Yeah, I don't want to play. He sucks. <laughs> but like here, when you deal with Russell again, he's beating the shit out of everybody. It's like, yeah, I got Russell. I got a freaking, I got a tank with me today. Um, but he basically Gary's like, I figured you out, man. You're trying to take over the school instead of me, and you're like, dude, I I, I don't care about taking over the school. <laughs> and he's just like, he's because like, I'm just trying to get by. What are you doing? But Gary's a psychopath, so he assumes everyone else is a psychopath. And he's like, no, you're trying to take the school from me, so I'm naturally going to have to beat you up in public. But I can't do that, so I'm gonna get Russell to do it for me. Then, um, I think he only shows up once in chapter two. Yes, he very. He, they do a great job of not putting him in too much stuff. Because when he does show up, I think I have a note here for when he shows up that just says that bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like pulling the strings the whole time, like he's yeah, like you manipulating everybody about to get you. He's a great villain because he doesn't need to be on screen to have a presence. Gary's fingers are in everything. Also, he's a great villain because he's smarter than everyone. So literally, everyone hates you because Gary's telling them things about you. Always Gary's about just, barnyard yeah. animals. It's yeah, always barnyard animals. Gary's got some... It was uh, like, really, the first bit? But the more... It's one thing that the more it shows up, you just... The funnier it gets. It's because it's like, that's his go-to for everybody. <laughs> <He's> just... <laughs> Gary's, it's effective, I guess. I guess. It works. People get real mad. Um, but I love that that's the thing Gary's Gary's superpower is just lying. Like, he's just really good at lying. And Jimmy's just getting the brunt of all of his lies. Um, I like that the, this chapter ends with you beating Russell. You're now king of the bullies. And then we progress in time. So you can, like, call them... It's cool because you can, like, call them off of people. Just be like, hey, don't yeah. do that. And you don't have to, like, punch them or anything. They'll be like, all right, it's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, you, you, you're now king of the bullies. <laughs> um, and now we progress into what I guess is probably, like, November. Because it starts to snow yeah. a little bit. Oh, one cool bit. Going back to chapter one real quick. I want Because this being an open world game, there are some collectibles. But just because you leave Halloween doesn't mean you're locked out. You can find the Halloween collectibles in the basement of the school, naturally where they would be. That's just a cool detail. Yeah, it's a very it's well designed game, man. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter two is this is the prep chapter, and I like that. Get the Jimmy before the chapter starts. It opens up the ward, and he's like, he gives you a little bit of like some breakdown of the preps. And, like, these are some assholes. I'm going to have to deal with them, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, his narration is very tired, and I just want to get through this shit. Well, you start out, before Gary has his hand in the picture, you start out kind of on their side. Like, you buy a sweater to, like, get in with them into their gang. You beat them at boxing to kind of show them, oh, he's dealt with the art of boxing. He's earned our respect. It's well, not until Gary 
has his hands in it is when things go wrong and you have to take them all down. Because they kind of invite you to come hang out because like, they hey. saw you beat up Russell and they're like, we fight, we we box, you should come box with us. Like, so it's like, it's not natural for everybody to hate Jimmy and people would probably, he Jimmy would probably make his own little friends and stuff if it wasn't for this asshole Gary walking around fucking yeah. with him. And I like that concept that like, Jimmy wouldn't be in this shit if it wasn't for the fact that there's this asshole who's just constantly following him, making people hate him. <laughs> um, fun thing I really, really enjoyed about this chapter. One, going to the town is fun because there's enough of those landmarks that you want to see. So I went to the carnival way before I had to um, because I was like, oh, there's a carnival there. Let me ride my little bicycle over to the carnival. Uh, thing I don't like. I don't like having to tap buttons. Yeah, yeah, that's... My A button is going to be freaking broke <laughs> when I'm done with this game. That is still ingrained in the Rockstar games. Yes, GTA it is. 5 has that. That's in Red Dead it's 2 Red, as well. It's in Red Dead 2. They do a lot of... They love fucking tapping. <laughs> you want to tap. It's like peddling, guys. We figured that to steal a line from uh, back where zero punctuation from way back in the day when he's talking about like GTA. He's like, we figured this out 10 years ago. Push it all the way to run. Push it a little bit to walk. That's all you have to do. And you make me tap the A button. I went to the gym after uh, playing some of this. And uh, my thumb was hurting. <laughs> and I went there and I was sitting there doing some cable rows. And I was like, man, why is my thumb hurting? <laughs> and just on that right side. And I'm like, what is causing my thumb to hurt? Nothing like, oh, it's fucking bully. Muscle, I got a freaking repetitive motion syndrome, not from the gym, from fucking bully. Nothing causes carpal tunnel, like, quite like a Rockstar game. In Owen Noir, though, like, you control Cole Phelps like a car because you just hold the right trigger to run or something. Yeah. I Which forgot. is also, like... That's a weird That's a weird, that's a weird choice. Game. Um, I forgot that was Rockstar. Um, well, kind of, they they published. They didn't. Yeah, it wasn't that, that's the whole thing. Well, one day we might. La Noir has an interesting history behind it and that whole studio thing. So yeah, moving on. Um, I love how when you the win the boxing tournament, they basic they give you the beach house and they treat that as less value than a trophy. Yeah, because it's just like it's just property. Like who cares? And, but you get there and it's like the coolest hangout. There's like arcade machines. Yeah, There's a bar, and you're like, you could make this into something. Um, thank God, because there's a save place in the town. Yeah, which I hate. That's a PlayStation Two ass thing to have to go somewhere to save. Boy, that's not gonna fuck Eric over anytime soon. <laughs> how how uh, long did you have to replay a section? About an hour and a half because the Ow. game fucking froze. No. Ugh. Last night... I just make it a habit to save every time I, like... Oh, no, this was... I didn't have a chance to save, Michael. Because last night I beat the... Uh, I, I played all the way up through... After the date at the carnival. Yeah. Oh, I did the bike race. I did the get the trophy back. I did uh, the talk to Pete, where, you know, you go do the boxing, and then you gotta beat down um, the rest of the preps. About five missions. And uh, they were all close to each other. Oh, So okay. that's why I was not saving, because it was like, bam, 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 bam. Um, Jenny woke off- up, started in the morning, and was like, okay, I'm going to deal with these guys today. Yeah, Make basically. This my day. Yeah, I knocked it out in like one in-game day. Gotcha. Uh, so, chapter three starts. Watch the cutscene. 
ends when the uh, the cutscene inside of the uh, the boys' room, you know, doing the Christmas time decorations. I walk two steps towards my room to go save. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm like, what the fuck happened? What the... I'm just staring at it, and it's real loud in my headphones, so it blew my ear drums out. <laughs> and I, uh... The Xbox One doesn't crash subtly. You know when it does. Oh, you know when it crashes. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, no. And I just let it sit there for a few seconds, just desperately hoping it, like, it did something. <laughs> and I lost, and I had to cancel the program, bring it back up. I'm like, well, maybe it auto-saved after the chapter. No, it does not. No, it does not. Does not even in so, mission checkpoints. Let's just There's read. not even in mission checkpoints. And that took me back to... Me play, getting frustrated with GTA 4 because of that four-leaf clover mission. That, like, 45-minute heist mission that includes a driving section all the way down there to get to the very end and get shot by the last guy, and I'm going to do all of that again. That shit sucks, and Rockstar's still not good at it. But, no, it wasn't, until the, it wasn't until the DLC for GTA 4 when they finally added checkpoints. Here's the reason, though. I'm sure some asshole in a board meeting... Was like, we want people to experience the mission as if it's a story. And if you save, you won't be experiencing it like it's a little mini movie. Fuck that, because if a game freezes, I gotta play 45 <laughs> fucking more minutes. <laughs> I was so goddamn mad. Here's the, I break down my notes by chapter. The only note in chapter 3 right now is game fucking pros. <laughs> um, yeah, that made me so mad. Um, so getting that save point. Is worth doing the boxing stuff for. Also, I like that the boxing is sort of like a punch out. Yeah, you have a dodge, you have a block, and a punch. And they're like they have a routine. Like each guy kind of punches in a like a either he gives you like a one two three or he does like a low swing that you can dodge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy it. the boxing's not bad. It's not, it gets a little tedious. That's um, fun. And I think they should make you do it as much as they do. <laughs> But it's not bad, you know. It's fine. Um, one thing that I enjoy about this entire section is that once the, the preps turn on you, it literally just becomes you being like the sane person interacting with a bunch of insanity. Because all these people are talking about how they're dating their cousins. Oh man, there's how, so many oh, incest oh, jokes. There's in like chapter. a million and one inbred we- incest web jokes. toes. They're like, yeah. well, we can't date her. Uh, she says, "My, uh, what, what, what's the girl's name?" Because each click has one girl. Pinky, a pinky. That's her right. Pinky. How could I forget that? But she says, "Well, uh, my aunt has four thumbs, but it's not legal to marry your like brother anymore or anymore. something." Well, then like you meet like, the uh, kid outside the um. His house, and he's like, uh, the wizard when Gary shows up, and like, you call, like, one of the lies Gary called him was that you were calling him Web Toad. And he goes, That's only on one foot. And it's like, Ah, oh, Jesus, Rockstar. That, remember that Jack Hamill analog I used? This is a Jack Hamill. And it got old at, for me because it was like every single one of these jokes. One is, is fine, just, but every interaction is like, yeah, This is a one, little much. One is fine. One is a parody <laughs> this is just fucking like we have one beat some guy wrote down in his in his scripting for how to write the preps he just goes inbred inbred <laughs> underline 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 and then he was supposed to fill out the other blocks but he forgot <laughs> and that's all yet um i will say though you get one of my favorite missions in this is the date with pinky 
Oh, the carnival? You, when you yeah. go to the carnival. Um, I have one of my, my very happy memories is taking um, my wife and me ending up in a carnival in the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, we were very early on in our dating career. And so any game that involves being young and going on a date to a carnival is uh, sentimental for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the games. I like that all the people who run the games are assholes. Um, it's just enough that it was fun, and I actually really enjoyed that mission. I was feeling a little bit bummed about the game at that point, primarily because every joke was just like, and they married their cousins. And it's like, okay, I get it, man. Um, I was just like, this is just repetitive. But then that mission was very was very cool. Um, I enjoyed it. And uh, other than that, this is I feel like there's some more variety in here. You get the race, which is fine, but damn, that's what gave me carpal tunnel. Um, <laughs> Tapping A to A A A A A A A. And like I said, you were right. Gary's like missing in this entire chapter, except that one appearance, which I think is pretty cool. Um, there's a subplot about the grandma. Is it the English teacher? There's a drunk. Yeah. And he's getting turned in by the math teacher. I think it's interesting that the preps want to defend the English teacher and they say a line and I quote, a man has the right to have a drink every once in a while. And I'm like, you're 14. I'm like, everyone is 14. What do you know about having a drink? They have a bar though. The preps have a bar at their boxing gym. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, which it blew my mind. I was like, yeah, rich people live completely different lives than the rest of us. Um... We having to steal that stuff from the Seven Eleven. Here, these guys got a freaking bar. <laughs> um, this is a is a really a fun chapter. It's a lot better. It makes a good um, kind of impression more than one to me. But uh, yeah, man, I, there's not a lot to talk about in this for me until you get towards the end. But kind of tell me some of the highlights that you enjoyed in chapter two. Uh, as you said, I, I did enjoy the carnival mission. Walking around doing those mini games was fun. I I do like the boxing mini game a lot. That was it, it's not bad. Yeah, I, I took him out in round two every single time, and I just like the idea bully of uh, Jimmy just knocking out everybody and like asserting his dominance from early on. They need more lines because everyone just repeats the same four get lines. Uh, get them. Do you like my shoes? <laughs> Uh, can't we all just can't you all get along Jimmy's tough that's okay Jimmy's tough (laughs) I was like for the love of God if this kid says Jimmy's tough one more time Jimmy's gonna jump out and beat the shit out of that kid (laughs) some some really good Pete lines in this chapter I'm I'm too cool to be a dork but I'm too dorky to be anything else I felt for Pete that's a mood (laughs) I felt for Pete there Like, uh, like yeah I mean he's like He's kind of is in that weird middle ground when no one, he's not a dork. He's just not cool enough to be a, you know, like one of the cool kids. He's not big, so he can't be a jock or a prep. Uh, he's just like, he is in that he, middle that's, ground. That's why he fits in with Jimmy. Even though they're completely different, they don't really belong to any other group, which is why they kind of work yeah. as a pairing. I think a lot of us as kids fell into those weird middle grounds where you're just like, and you know what? I think those are the people that kind of grow to be the most interesting because they experienced a lot of variety of things in that 
process of growing either up. you isolate yourself or you get acquainted with everybody yeah you either get acquainted with everybody or you have so many experiences with all of them that you feel like you you grow differently yeah um there's something i enjoyed about this game is it is it never it never gets so far away from into the absurdity that it stops being about growing up like i just like the fact like the mission when you throw the eggs into the house and like the way you complete that mission is just get off their yard. <laughs> like it's it's not like beat everybody up or anything. The escape is not like jump on a train. The escape is literally cross that line <laughs> where you're you're no longer in their yard. And now you've done it. Mission passed. <laughs> um, the scale thing is something you talk about a lot, and it is something I enjoy. Um, I enjoy this game. It just. Every once in a while, when I'm like a hundred percent enjoying it, we run into like a character like the uh, the market kid guy, where like there's like stuff where you have to do the mission to get the kids out of the line, so uh, Pinky can go see the movie. Yeah, and it's just like, why? Why am I? I have to go back to the market and just buy candy. Come back over here and give candy to this kid. I have to go over here and take the bike two feet that way and then get back off the bike and come back and it was just like it felt like chores at that point and that's something that i see a lot in rockstar games that i've played between the missions that are memorable there's a lot of chores and i'm a i'm a big believer in give me less but more you know more i want a good like one meal i want a good meal Instead of giving me like four course meal that only one of them's got like substantial substantial like give me something. I'd rather have an hour of gameplay that's just really tight than an hour and forty five minutes is like jazz for fifty minutes. But that's just me. I mean, I get you. Yeah, yeah. That's just my kind of personal taste. I was gonna say if you do want chores though, you can do you can do lawn mowing as one of the sides. I ain't doing any of those chores. <laughs> I did so many damn chores and no more heroes. I ain't doing any of these chores. <laughs> I got real chores in life. I'll mow the yard once a week, man. I ain't going to do it in this damn video game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I mean, when you get to like the final confrontation with the bullies. I with really, Derby. Derby just is the most. He's the most prep of the The second preps. most punchable face in the game next to Gary. And the best name for a guy you has, want to punch in the has face. Has some great lines. Like, uh, he calls Bip a filthy Democrat. Which yeah, he, he calls him rolling. a Democrat. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> what are we going to do? And then all this yell, beat him back to the ghetto. It was like, oh yeah. no, that's... That was a was, line. I, I, again, but just like... My favorite Going line, right off of that, was, and the fact that they all shouted it, was like, this is not the first time they said this. My favorite line is also when you go and you find him at the bar... He's like, you freaking coward. You keep letting everyone fight your battles for you. He goes, I'm leavening my assets. I My assets are my friends. I have them. You don't. I'm just using that to my advantage. And it's such a... At first, it's like, like no, you asshole. And now it's like, he's kind of got a point. <laughs> like, why wouldn't he use that to his advantage? And I was like, well, damn, Darby. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, but you're still a jerk. Um... <laughs> I really like that line where I was like, I'm just using my assets. I have assets. You don't. Uh, <laughs> what should I do? Uh, I wish there was more of him in this chapter as like yeah, a present because he's that, not until the end. You see, at first you're like, oh, I guess I guess Biff is the head. Um, 
I didn't prep. think. Yeah, I didn't even know Darby was like the leader. They reference him like uh, she. He's Pinky's cousin. Yeah, who was supposed to meet her there for a day on the day because- that you like? No, nah, once you go on me, and the whole time she keeps acting like this is the most like scandalous thing she could be doing was going on the date with like a common person and she kept she uses a lot of like the the worst the worst lines are like the ones where she's like oh you guys are just so fascinating like jimmy if a, only you were born into my social circle and it's like oh jesus christ oh my but it speaks to no that you're clip, not supposed is, yeah. to like pinky she's an asshole <laughs> like everyone in this game that's not Everyone in this game. Jimmy a lot less than others, but... Well, Jimmy is not even that... Like, on the asshole scale, he's very low. Yes. It's maybe him and Pete are the only, like, non-asshole people. Because even the nards are assholes. (laughs) Like, the nards are, like, subtle assholes. Gary even says, you gotta watch out for them. (laughs) Yeah, because they're the the sneaky ones. (laughs) Like, they're not... Like, that's one thing I thought was really funny is, like, the nards are not, like pure-hearted they're just assholes in more sneaky ways because they can't punch people you know <laughs> like you get your coolest weapons from them yeah you get like yeah you get the paintball gun you get the uh the stink bombs you get the marbles i think from them no i think you get the marbles in the halloween mission yeah, I you, believe get the you, get, from the you do get one later you do get one later on whenever you unlock the nerd hideout that is very very good <laughs> okay we'll, we'll talk about that when it when yeah it we'll, we'll right. get there to... but um yeah really i like the the final showdown i like the beat down of um of uh darby and i really like how jimmy's attitude is where like when he wins in the boxing match he's like what say something i'm freaking like i came here i challenged this is your thing who's I the best you. <laughs> who's the man and then when he beats down everybody again after Darby comes out, he's like, it's such a great... Are you going to be my sa- friend? Are you going to be my friend? <laughs> I, just, I just love like the fact, like once again, he's just like, I'm the man, say it. Say it. <laughs> and Darby having to be like, you're the man, I'm sorry. But it's such a... It's such an early teenage boy thing to do. Like, the fact that the worst thing you could ever make someone do is say that you're the man. Like, you know, because everyone's... At that, that age, everyone is self-conscious and paranoid about not being the cool guy. And, like, the fact that the worst thing he can make Darby do right now is say that, no, man, you're the man. It's cathartic in a way. Oh, it's very cathartic. Um, into Chapter 2, and we get the we see that we're opening up a new section of town, and we get uh, the talk-through of the greasers. So we get basically told, the greasers are the next chapter. Very interesting that the greasers are a click in this game, though. It's very, very, yeah. If it was made five years later, I think they would have been replaced with emo kids or something. Yeah, I actually, I'm a, yeah, but that it wouldn't, it doesn't fit my theory that this is an 80s set. Gotcha. Thing. He does call them throwbacks, so it's not like a modern thing, because he keeps making fun of them, like, you freaking throwbacks. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's uh, if it would have been set in two thousand six, these I, would have been the emo I, kids. I played this around the time when we read The Outsiders for school, oh. so I was like, "Greasers and socias." I'm like, "I understand this dynamic." Well, also, if you've seen the movie Grease, yeah, if you've seen Grease, yeah, yeah, or you've Grease. seen Indiana Jones in the Crystal Skull, Shallow the Buffs character, he's a greaser. Inside Michael, I just killed him. 
I don't have an attachment to the Indiana Jones series like most I, like I most people love the Indiana like most Jones people series. do, but that movie made some choices. I went. And it's saw not as bad as everyone else says it is. Oh, yes, I don't it think. Is. I don't think so. But man, it's like it's not great. I had to like. I like Indiana Jones a lot. Um, Michael, did you know that I was in the Indiana Jones stage show? You mentioned that on this podcast. I did. It's one of my proudest achievements with being on the Indiana Jones stage show. <laughs> my favorite thing was also I got to be on the Indiana Jones stage show, and I completely bought into that one of the people was just another guest, and I had like talked to him thinking he was just another guest, and then he's like, there's a scene in which you have to act like you get shot. And, like, he does, like, a full somersault and, like, lands on his feet and stuff. And the crowd goes, ah, he's a part of the cast. And I was just as shocked as they were. <laughs> um, but uh, I love Indiana Jones. And I remember seeing that movie in theaters and just, like, sitting there and looking at everyone else who was with me who didn't like Indiana Jones as much as I did. Who were like, oh, it's okay. And just wanting to murder all of them because I was like, don't you know what they just did? Going off topic here, but I remember that it, with Games with Gold, there was an Indiana Jones Xbox game that was one of those. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this game existed or that I own it technically. So I really hope that Machine Games, Indiana Jones games is really good. I like I like Indiana Jones. I, I can sit down and watch Temple of Doom now. That's, that's, um, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited. I'm more excited. Be I was a James Bond kid growing up versus an Indiana Jones. See, I was kid. The Indiana Jones I had, kid. I had arguments at like school about who was cooler, Indiana Jones or James Bond. I was never I was like as, you got a whip. We got, I got to watch with gadgets. I I was like, I was never like an Indiana Jones. I was never a uh, James Bond guy until I was older. Like I went back and watched all those movies when I was older. Um, Indiana Jones I had watched when I was young and. You know, it was freaking like, uh, yeah, I'm an Indiana Jones fanboy. But uh, all that doesn't mean anything because we're talking about Bully. <laughs> um, but uh, all this is the said and done. I have mixed emotions about this game. Uh, I'm excited to continue to play it. I just, I really hope that we get more into some actual like non- Let's just hope, let's pull back the cynicism by like two degrees, and I know it's Rockstar, I know, but like the cynicism in this game is like at a ten, and my tolerance for cynicism is just not as much as it used to be, and so like well because again we, things... we aged out of the bracket. Yo, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it's the fault of the game. I'm saying that myself at twenty, you know, twenty nine years old talking about and playing this game it, you know it feels different than it did you know it, if i played it for there was one mission we didn't talk about that goes a little too hard into it which one's that the the panty raid mission oh yeah yeah that's did you block that, that from your mind i don't even, yeah that's the yeah, yeah. it's an optional one so you don't have to do it but there's uh it's so well i that was one i failed so i'm just like i don't no, mm, I could just leave it here. A lot of the the interactions with the like the the teaching staff and stuff is just kind of like the perfects are just like the guys who were you know who couldn't become cops. <laughs> um, like that, that is he, true. Like yeah, like one of the pre, a, one of the prefects tackles you and he goes, "I always get my man." I'm just like, yeah, it's just remember that guy in Life is Strange that we hated. David. Uh, everybody. David? Everyone's David. Yeah, everyone in this school is David. Um, and remember how I almost believed that David in Life is Strange had like a redeeming factor and then like the next chapter shut him down. 
I was like, well, yeah, he's it, just a fucking asshole. Didn't it make him the... Well, we're spoiling Life is... I won't spoil Life is Strange here. Never mind. Let's not do that, because you should go back and you listen to You can go back and listen episodes, to our Life is Strange discussion. Which is very good shows. Um, you know, you listen to three grown men sit around and get emotional about shit. Um, next time on the regular State of the Safe show, Bully Part 2, Chapters 3 and Chapters 4. Um, I'm looking forward to playing through this. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah. Um, I hope we have a file corrupted next week. If we won't, we'll have one coming up soon. I do have some fun anniversary stuff coming up. Also, Michael, we know what's coming up this month, too, in June. What's another big event coming up in June? Uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, video game news on the horizon. Yes, because why? Because E3 and exactly, I was trying to ease you into the that. summer game fest. All this we stuff already had, is we coming. We already had the Sonic Direct. Who gives? Yeah, yeah that, sure. Hey, hey, Colors is a fine game. Yes, yeah, sure. okay. I didn't play a whole lot of it, but the sections I played were fine, and they're getting a remaster. I'll check that out. I am fascinated. We'll do a Val Corrupted on on E3 because we're a video game website or not website, video game podcast, and uh, we would not be we would be a miss if we didn't but um i am fascinated to see what this e3 is going to be like because this is we went through the the covid quarantine stuff i want to know what kind of work teams have been able to get done last year was so rough last year though i gave them a pass not i gave the e3 show a pass because it's like dude it's it only been like four months well they didn't even have one they like completely canceled that flat it was the summer game fest that went all summer yeah and that's what that was what every single announcement was like hyped up to the point from like people going we're getting a game announcement and it's bridge constructor walking dead yeah cool it was over promising it's the tony hawk i announced there that was the first thing and i was like all right let's go yeah that was pretty cool but this one i'm fascinated to hear what actually is coming out because a there's continuing to be shortages on new consoles. Still hard as hell to get your hands on a new, you know, PlayStation Five and Xbox um, Series. I'm X. now starting to know people who have PS Fives. It's very. You, I know two people who have PlayStation Fives, and you're one of them. So, like, I don't like a lot of people are still don't have them. There's two people at my workplace who were able to get them. one. Got it uh, this past week, and uh, was very excited about it. Well, it's still going, and from everything that I've read, it'll be like 2022 before that's actually easy to get your hands on one of those but but i wonder how that but, affects announcements but here's the thing we're out of the holiday season so there's not as many of the um uh what's the word the opportunists who are going after them you're, you're, you're still gonna have to fight scalpers that's an inevitability but and every single time they drop uh them you're and people like me getting them then there's less hands in the pile um, each time. My understanding is it's entirely a production problem. It, it is. It's a raw material problem right now, and that's not going to go away anytime soon. Chip shortages, uh, plastic shortages, just all that stuff. Yeah, there's a, you know, that's that's and that's the boring side of it, but that's the way it is. But I wonder how that affects announcements, because do you really want to put your big, you know, announcement for you know late 2021 release? on a system that people might not have their hands on or do you do a lot of cross development like they did 
showcase for the New Horizon game, and that's going to be on a PS4 too. I'm like, what does that game look like? I feel like PS4? that's going. I feel like there's going to be you know that we yo remember the PS2 to PS3 jump. There was a pretty long section there where like there was cross maybe about six seven months of like everything was on both. I feel like we're going to see that even longer this generation because of the shortages and things like that. And because with a lot of like indie games that come out, you can have those exist on wherever you can put yeah, them. You don't need to. We're going to see indie games on PS4 for probably my guess is this whole generation because if it can run on there, why not put it on there? It, it's a integrated ecosystem. The PS5 can play PS4 games. So you're not losing any market by putting it on the old platform. When you can still find it on the same integrated store. Yeah, I mean, what what do you lose? I mean, why not? And uh, same thing for Xbox. Just put it on Game Pass, and just put it on Game Pass. Yeah. And you know, if you if you can run it on the Xbox One, let it be on that Game Pass available on that Xbox One. Uh, please do a better job of labeling labeling that stuff on the store though, because they put the same logo for stuff that can be enhanced by Xbox Series X. And stuff that is exclusive to Xbox Series If X. it can't run on your Xbox, I think it's grayed out and has like a one of those cancel certain. Not necessarily. Uh, I really. tried to download the Enlisted game. It was free to play. Oh, yeah. First person shooter, squad based uh, World War II. Because that's only on next gen platforms. And it's it lets you, everything shows up on the store for the Xbox Series, uh, the one. And when you hit the download, it then it tells you. Oh, and like, is it that big of a deal? Because Medium no. blocks it out. Like when you hover over Medium, at least on the Game Pass front, it says you can't. Yeah, it's not this. on the Game Pass, but if you go to the store, okay, you it's there. But I think it does a better job on that one than it doesn't. It's a mute point. It's not that big of a deal, but it's just you know, yeah, especially as it gets more and more of these things. The PS Five is try terrible. Try to be a little about bit better labeling about it. it under Scar in Scarlet Nexus. If you go to a drop-down menu on Scarlet Nexus, it doesn't say PS4 demo, PS5 demo. It says demo and demo. Oh, great job. So Pick you're like, one. you have to click on it and then see the PS5 one doesn't tell you it's PS5. It just says Scarlet Nexus. But if you click the, if you select the PS4 one, it says Scarlet Nexus PS4. That's a mistake. I'm Maybe. like, I'm like Sony, yeah. label your stuff better. That that shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't. But here we are. Um, but yeah, bunch of cool stuff coming out this summer. A lot of fun content coming from Stay of the Save. Already talking about the next game. I think uh, I know which one it's going to be now, and I'm excited. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are proud to be your 176th most popular video game podcast in the country of Ukraine. Other uh, with, countries, step it up. Other countries, step it up. Like, I mean, come on, guys. I can't be, like, we're only, like, what, 50 behind Giant, Giant Bomb? Well, we were, and then Giant Bomb went up. Damn it. They... Damn no content. Uh, they were like one. They were like one twenty in Ukraine. I was them up. I was like, "We're coming for you, Gersman." I was gonna come for uh, <laughs> dude. If I beat Jeff Gersman in podcast in Ukraine, I would make a T-shirt. Um, if you want a T-shirt, please email us at stateofthesave at gmail and tell us, hey, we want uh, state of the save T-shirts to say one hundred seventy six most popular video game podcast in the country of Ukraine. Um, with with a uh, a pop well the, with a star an asterisk that's the word that says as of 
Yeah. <laughs> subject. On the back, it would just say subject change. <laughs> uh, if you are one of our Ukrainian listeners, I would love to read an email from you just telling uh, why you listen. And, you know, just cool. You, or if you're not from the Ukraine, also feel free to yeah. send an email to stateofthesave at gmail.com. We will, we will read it on this show. Yes, we will. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys on the flip side. Thank you for one whole year of State of the Save. we got a whole other year coming. It's going to be real fun. And uh, we appreciate it. Y'all stay safe out there. Oh.